0: Aboard the Woke Train. Hey, so. Uh... This is a lot of speculations, analyzations, part of my growth, you know, I kind of want to take a seat back and look at my environment. This episode is not going to be promoted for a lot of myriad of reasons. I think more so I just want people to have the choice if you want to view this episode or not, you know, you can view it. You can listen to it if you want to. If not, then I'll probably just get low views and we could just keep it moving and you guys can continue with the season as promised, as usual, if you want to. You know, this episode is just going to be about this like woke trend, this woke train trend, this, this, that and the third. I start to get a little bit annoyed as time progresses because I feel like what we're doing at this stage of this wokeness has no solutions. More so, it just seems about a a complaining bit and all about just trying to pin another nation against you or trying to find ways to validate how strong your opinion is by hoping that another person says the same things that you're thinking. I start to look at so many different things that's going on in this world, or more specifically in the Western Hemisphere, and I start questioning a lot of different things. I see a lot of begging. And I know this is repetitive because I definitely did mention this on an episode of mine. But, you know, a lot of people out here who join these movements and acts and, 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 and sit here and be like, well, you know, we need this and we need that. We need these demands and we did it. I sit back and I look at the people who's in power and I don't even get mad anymore. I sit back and I'd be like, well, if I'm in a position of power and I could tell this person to do this and I could tell this person to do that. And this person is complaining about what is it that I told them to do. Oh, they could they could definitely leave or they're just complaining. Let them complain. Just keep doing the same thing. Ignore them. And this is the type of situations I start to see in this society where I'm just like a lot of y'all don't have no excuses anymore. There is no reason why you cannot do exactly what you're supposed to do when it comes to a lot of I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. But a lot of things in this world could be avoided if people would come together themselves and not have to depend on outside sources to do something for them. It's like sometimes I think a lot of people ask for handouts and I just I just be sitting back. I'd be like, yo. Y'all really try to give certain people the benefit of the doubt because they look like you. And then y'all try to give the benefit of the doubt to someone, especially if it's someone of another nation or outside party, because they might have said something and now they're woke because you validated them and put them in a pedestal because they might have because they made a statement and they made a speech or they did some Irregular move to prove that they should be at the cookout 50 to 60 years ago. But their merits is not about helping you. It's about sprucing, and, sprucing them up to make it seem as if they have all the answers and they're going to actually abide by it. I'm looking at politics and I'm looking at these candidates, past candidates, these campaigns. I look and I'm just like, how many times has statements been told over and over and over again and people have been sitting back hearing those statements having this whole entire quote-unquote emotional investment y'all know that's an episode of mine that y'all really expect the same people to do the same thing and when it comes to politics it's all about money If you can't put no money and you don't have a stake into somebody's political party and spectrum, you can't tell them what to do. You can ask them for something and through their demands because of who's paying them, either they can sit up there and say, yes, I'll do it or no, I won't do it. And I feel like a lot of people in this this society is lost because they expect that they can get a hug from certain people and that hopefully they could do the right thing for them because we're tired of being under oppression. When you look at how a society is built. There's a reason why they place certain people at the bottom and why they're at the top. They're not going to care that you, you cry and you depressed and, you know, all these different things is happening to you. Not at all. They'll be like, well, I just gave you a paycheck or oh, I just gave you a little bit of food. You should be happy you eating right now. You could have not have nothing. You're working under me and you complaining. You never bite the hand that feeds you. So <laughs> I just sit back and I'm just like, when are people really gonna get it? Because I'm starting to realize within myself, is there's not gonna be no handouts. You know, life is very simple. And you know, maybe I'm talking ish. Because there are certain situations that I don't, I'm not by any means. I have privilege. I, I would never say that. Hell no, I ain't got no privilege. You know damn well I ain't got no privilege. But I start to look at things and I'm just like, it's really not that hard though. Like so many, so many issues could be avoided if you start restructuring, restructuring things and start finding out the legal way to do things and finding out ways that you could do exactly what you want to win. And um. I can't help it. I, I, I was pushing not to do this, but I just, I, I just, I can't, I can't not say this on this podcast because you know on this podcast, I speak my mind. I just feel like, especially in a so-called black community, everybody wants to get mad at white people. Like white people are the most dangerous, horrible people in the world and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you never look at the people who look just like you Who's using y'all to sit up there and get the cash cow just like they did and just like these foreigners that's doing it. So let's discuss for a brief second what I'm talking about in this next segment. (laughs) All right, let me be serious, y'all. You know, in this society, yo, I can't talk about oppression in the sense like there isn't supposed to be emotions behind it. But then it's kind of like tough love, because when you're under pressure, it should make you feel like you want to push harder to get from under that pressure. No one is going to say it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's usually going to be hard and treacherous. And it requires your mind skills and your thought process in order to get from that point A to point B. So, like, as much as you want to blame another party for your problems and all this other stuff, what now are you going to do to undermine your enemy and to overpass your enemy when they've put you through so much pain and so much anguish that now you feel like you can't do nothing? You know what? I mean, in y'all world, it's 2020. In my world right now, it's 2019 until we hit March. I mean, this might be coming out later. Like, it might. this might be previously recorded, whatever. So, my thing is, I look at so many situations right now. And I'm looking at everything in a chronological order. And I'm just like, okay, this is bull. This is bull. You could do something about this. This is bull. This is bull. You could definitely do something about this. And so on and so forth. A lot of people are out here on the mindsets of survival. And I don't really want to say self-preservation, but it's self-preservation in certain political parties or certain ways where it is actually working for them, but it's not working for other people. It's like it's like taking certain issues that happen in this world and you're taking your time to complain and, and just just go like. Very like out the whim because you expect that person to be on your team the whole entire time. Let's just like sports teams, right? Let's just say New York right now. You have the New York Yankees and you have New York Mets. I don't really watch baseball and I don't watch basketball, all that other stuff. I don't really watch sports, but let's just say teams, right? It's just like when you're a New York Yankee fan, even if you live close to the stadium, right? And... You have, a, you have a friend that's a New York Yankee fan. Yo, he's a Yankee fan. He loves the Yankees, blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And then you find out that his girlfriend is a New York Mets fan. And you're like, yo, bro, how could you betray me for sitting up there talking about you a Yankee fan, but you go to the Mets game with your girlfriend? Yo, you betrayed me because I thought we were supposed to be Yankee fans together. And he's like, yo, bro. Yeah, my girl is a Mets fan, but I'm not about to sit here and get all mad. I mean, it's just a sports team. Now, if you understand my analogy, this works with a lot of different things in the society where we have these unrealistic expectations to make it feel as if someone is automatically going to stay in the same position as you just because they look just like you or they supposed to support the same things that you do. Now, think about what I'm saying in context of society. And I start to look at it a lot of times, and I'm just like, this is so ridiculous. I'm like, we practically have the mindsets of adolescent children at this point to sit here and expect someone to be on the same team as us. And that's why I sit back and I'll be, half of these arguments y'all talk about, there's nothing that goes with it. You're so against the establishment, but at the same time, you wanna support the establishment. I don't understand. So I was thinking to myself, right? Because it's just like bothering me. There's a lot of like political campaigns, a little lot of political protests, even in New York. I may do an episode, I gotta do an episode on New York on this podcast. I don't know how long, you know, maybe season four or five. I don't know how long it'll be, but I gotta make an episode about New York because I gotta tell you about New York issues because y'all gotta know what goes on in New York. It's only natural, right? So, right now, there's this big thing with the city. Especially because we're suffering from the gentry process. This has also been called out by a fair politician who is a borough president. But I don't even want to focus on that. I want to focus on the state statewide known agency known as the MTA. I depend on the MTA to get to and fro work. To go to different events and all this other stuff, right? <laughs> I just... I was thinking about something the other day. So they have this apparent protest to call out the police department, and so if they just fired, no, just didn't fire. Someone resigned from the MTA that held a position from another transportation agency to come over to New York to fix New York City's subway system problems because we had a state of emergency back in 2017. They have this protest now because they've hired 500 more cops to be in the subway system to combat fare evasion. So this protest that's going on, they're also trying to give a little bit of history about how New York was originally Lenape land, The Lenape tribe. Also, you have to take into account, you had the Shinnecock Indians, Rockaway, and you had a lot of and you had a lot of different tribes. Something starts, Rapak tribe or something like that, something in New York that there was another tribe that was here. It's mad tribes that was in New York City. It's just that people usually know Lenape and all this other stuff. So... You know, they give a little bit of history on that. Right. So I know about this. pro. I know about this, um, this movement. I know about them. Like, you know, I've been you know, I've been around certain events that they've done around the city. Just facts. Uh. So right now or, you know, in recent times, they've been on this campaign to basically stir up controversy by doing a mass exodus. Of having these protests out at say Grand Central Station and various train stations around New York. And what they do is they jump the turnstiles in order to warn the cops that we're gonna try to beat fair invasion by doing the fare evasion, not paying for our fare. Then they also do crazy things, and it's ironic that yo, know, the spirit is crazy. Because ironically, I'm talking about the police and I hear a police siren. That's crazy. Not to get distracted. Ironically, when it comes to that, they go out in the streets, they have all these signs, they talk about the fair invasion thing, stop bothering people of color, color and people in poverty-stricken neighborhoods about the fair and blah, blah, blah. But then you have the fair, fair programs that's happening right now. People can sign up. But then you also have to take into account these same protesters or go outside and vandalize and graffiti on police cars and this, that, and the third to make a statement. So I thought to myself, solutions don't ride the mta trains don't ride the mta buses start utilizing your fares more on uber and lyft or come together and get a money for a van to ultimately start transporting people from point a to point b and have a carpool system so you don't have to worry about the mta bothering you about fares i said if you take a quarter and i mean this if you take a quarter of new york city's population and you start sitting up there telling them Yo, we not going to ride on the trains no more. You know how much revenue that the MTA will lose at this point? See, the MTA complains about how they lose a lot of revenue because of fare beaters and all this other stuff. I don't think it's true. But, I mean, at the end of the day, somebody got to put up the the, the the money and the bread to make sure that this the, the system maintains itself. You understand what I'm saying? You just have to. But... <laughs> I'm looking at so many different things that's going on in this world and I feel like 90% of the problems can happen with your thought process and moving forward. So that's New York City's bit. But this episode is not supposed to be about this. It's just this big feeling in my gut that I feel, especially towards the so-called black community, about how you have all of these activists and you have all of these dudes that go on national television, especially these pan-Africanists that go out here on television, going like things like the Breakfast Club, and they sit up there and they talk about, we got to rep it for Africa, Africa, and all this other stuff. They have no solutions. They're usually scheming. They're sitting up there trying to put up this whole thing about how they care about so-called black people. They talk about these PhDs they get. They talk about all these degrees they get. All these scholarly, like, things that they've been taught and all these different things. And they offer no real solutions. And I sit here and I look at these people. There's one brother, and I'm not going to mention his name, but you know that his name starts with doctor. And he's been claimed to be... The family relative of an abolitionist. Again, I don't want to start putting up controversy, but I'm pretty sure y'all could put two and two together about who I'm talking about. It's funny to me that there's still people who will add on to his Patreon account, sit up there and still still think that he's supposed to build this school for black little boys and all these different things in America. But at the same time, you see a video of him out in Japan with his fat ass sitting up there in a tub smoking a cigar. (laughs) <laughs> i think it's funny and he still goes to the breakfast club getting mad at one of the dudes because they're trying to sue a weather channel company because he wants to be part owner i just sit back and i'm just like oh you mad at him because he has a wife of another nation that's why you mad and i told y'all what my 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 opinion on that what that is you you do look like a hypocrite. When you sit here and you talk about how you care about the community and you care about the tribe, but you marry someone of another nation who probably belongs to another tribe. Like you're 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 just you look like a hypocrite. And it's this is real fact. But getting back to this dude, there's still a lot of people out there that support him that still want to sit up there and try to make it seem like he's going to build this school. And I just sit back and I'm like, yo, like y'all blind? How do yeah, I still pay attention to this dude and sit here and put a clip of him? on instagram and think that this dude is going to really do things for the betterment of so-called black people that's number one there's about two to three other people no freak that about 10 to 20 other people who list themselves as activists or are listed as activists that's able to create these youtube channels and create all of this different array of material to speak about so-called black issues and the problems that go on in the black community. some Somebody that you call a coon or you call someone an Uncle Tom Tom and all these different things. Which I actually found out that Uncle Tom is not what it means. Uncle Tom was actually, well, this is, this is allegedly. Because I like to say, I don't want to sit here and say that it's true just because I saw it from somewhere. So they say that Uncle Tom, you know I say Uncle Tom Tom. But Uncle Tom... Comes from the idea of a, of a black slave, a so-called black slave who did not want to beat or wanted to harm a fellow slave. Like he didn't he didn't want to do that. So they got called to Uncle Tom. And of course, they say it's from the book Uncle Tom's Cabin. So getting back to what I'm saying, we have all these per, like these proverbial issues and then they go online. and They be like, yeah, this is what he said. and he, This is what they said. Oh, they don't support the black community and all this other stuff. I sit back and i will be like, so you're really going to let someone who's probably insecure, who probably knows that they could rouse an emotion off of so-called black people to sit here and make you create a video online for you to spruce up tens and thousands of views on YouTube and you're still not talking about better solutions to help the so-called black community. Where does that get you? You're also involved in a scam. Why is it that you find a lot of these activists always, always in a scam? And then when you find these dudes, even this dude, another doctor, another doctor who has some type of school for so-called black people on economics and finances. You find him. He creates a whole network that's supposed to be featuring different female, so-called black female personalities to talk about issues. But then at the same time, I look at some of the people that's on there and I'm just like, what really did you hire them for, bro? Because as soon as I'm looking at certain people and I'll be like, you just hired her because she's cute. And you just hired her because she has that fire in her and that energy in her. And I'm like, you look at a lot of the, the material that they drop. They ain't talking about nothing. They saying the same thing that the same other personality is saying. And this person is saying, and this person is saying. What type of network are you creating, dude? Like, I'm sitting here lost. And this is the reason why I'm I'm going to name this episode this. I, I feel like... Activism, this whole idea of activism and this whole idea about whether it be pan-Africanism or, you know, all these different things, it pays. It's fun to sit here and talk about the oppression. And I talked about how in oppression Olympics, this, this, this gets annoying after a while. If you're not talking about solutions, if you're not talking to people about how to make the proper moves to get out of the mindset that we're still in after 700, 800 years or before that, then what are you talking about? Why can't we create another Tulsa, Oklahoma, or create another renaissance that, that's like Harlem, but in a different place? I'm pretty sure there's places in New York right now that's pretty cheap, that so-called black people can move there and create their own culture. Why can't we? You can have, what? Four to five families of so-called black people living in one neighborhood and start raising your kids out there and start sitting up there saying, well, this is where we live and blah, blah, blah. And we could start making things for ourselves. We start transferring the money around and start being like, yo, we got enough money to sit up there and build a supermarket or build a, a, a garden and build all these different stuff with the stuff that we need. And I sit up there and start looking online and I'm like, how trivial this is about how you just have some random ass girl, some random ass female on this network. And they ain't talking about nothing, bro. They they bringing up the same issues everybody else is bringing up. But that's not even the stuff that I get mad at. You got these these so-called Pan-Africanists and these Egyptology dudes. I got some talking my ish today. But you got these dudes out here that's been renowned for years, being on these networks, chopping it up, and sitting up there talking about the laws of my art and 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 all these stones and these pyramids and blah 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 and you know they talk about oh yeah well you know so-called black people is tired and it's the oppression and blah 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 being so emotional filled again with no solutions then you find these dudes with a Royce Royce and you finding them out here with all this money all these jewels they doing rap videos now and they rap and and they promoting their rap career and all this other stuff and I'm like yo it's funny how y'all want us to sit up there and give you money for something and you're just you're just out here trying to flex like, yo, you got a Royce Royce now. It's all white. You sit up there having all these jewels and wear all white when you go out. Yo, look at me. I got all the stones and the jewels, son. And, and you just sitting here like <laughs> I'm telling you, yo, it's a trip. I say how many scams scammers, you know, right now that's been sitting up there putting out these debates About what happened in Africa and all these different things. And they coming back to you on YouTube and they sit up there talking about, well, the debate happened here. The debate They'll argue against any nation. It's not just they're amongst themselves. Any nation. I've seen a video where you had the so-called black brother arguing against a, a Caucasian Jew. About what happened to the pyramids and Israel and all this other stuff. I'm like, my dude, this dude is flexing right now. And still can gather tens and thousands of views on social media because of this. Which brings me on to other points within this episode that I want to discuss. Who really is out here for so-called black people? Or people in, like, oh, let's keep it at that. Because like I said, you can view the episode or not, I don't care at this point. I'm just trying to get things clear. This activism stuff is paying the bills for these folks. It don't got nothing to do with anything. How long y'all been learning about the history of Africa? You don't know. No history about the Western Hemisphere, fam. You know a little bit about the Mayans, but you don't know nothing about the history in Canada and in North America, about how certain people out there say that North America was originally called Turtle Island. How about that? Know nothing, know nothing between the 14 and the 1500s. All you know is 1619 all the way to 2020 right now. That's all you know. And they're going to keep telling you about what happened in Africa. That's all they're going to tell you. They're going to keep telling you about what happened in Africa. I I sit back and I'm just like, I find this funny because I I don't know what else to really say to this. And I'm like, a lot of them is just getting money for talking nonsense. They want to tell you about spirituality and all these different things. You can't you 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 they'll tell you don't believe in your church pastor because y'all had to get out of that element as well. About how the church is lying to you and only using you for your tithes every Sunday, but they can't fix anything in the community for you. Or because the fact of the matter, they are not interested in fixing anything in the community for you. Other religions out here and other like organizations to me feels as if like they're just recruiting people off of a social media gathering and still trying to convince people come into this law and this practice that we study so that you can have an understanding of who you are. When in reality, all it is is about collecting big checks. I feel like it's just a circle. And it's a circle of putting up this campaign. If you come with us, we'll support you. So-called black brother, so-called black sister. And that, and I sit back and I'd be like, none of y'all are coming out with real solutions. Because none of this stuff is going back to the community at all. You're not advising our people Especially with the threat of something like the coronavirus from years to come. Maybe you should think twice about going to a Chinese food store and buying Chinese food from there. Or about the fact of the matter that these communities, like, talk <laughs> about these communities, these corporations can put out a bird sandwich or put out all these different foods on a menu when it's high in cholesterol and all these different things, and then you wonder why you have some lump on your eye. <laughs> The whole point is talk about F the police, but then it's that rapper that tells you F the police, but at the same time he's rapping about gang violence. I don't get that. We're spending our time arguing about, well, this person is coming out with conspiracy theories and all these different things, so I have to block them off of social media. Or this person is dating outside their nation, so we have to sit up there and call them a coon now because they're dating outside their nation. This whole entire thing with activism, all these different things, bro, I've had enough, bro. And there's certain people out there that want to give so-called black celebrities or people that's public figure that's that's so-called black the benefit of the doubt when they're under the same entire thing as well. Back in the days, and I mean back, 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 back in the days, because certain other nations was in rulership. You had your own brothers and sisters sitting up there trying to cater to them. And sit here and talk about we need to sit up there and go with them to do what we got to do so that we can become just like them. That's why you might have a lot of organizations. And I ain't going to say which ones that. More or less want to have this face that they're a majority so-called black, but it's probably not even black owned or the foundation and the origin is not does not come from black people. And that's why I sit back and I just wonder sometimes, I'm like, do people really want to do something? Or are we going to sit here and be complacent and act like we're teenagers and we're sitting up there complaining because we want some type of rights? I mean, we can even go a little bit further talking about the the reparations and this whole idea about how the the government owes us a big check. Bro, I don't want to ask for nothing from the government. I want it to be governed to me. Now, the thing about it is I don't think the government is in a way like they have to tell the truth on certain things, but they don't have to tell you. That's why the reason why I said earlier in this episode, they're not going to give people are not going to give you no handouts. You have to get it on your own. That's why I look at things and be like, well, I can't complain about certain things in my life because I have to go ahead and get it on my own. Especially us. That's that's really so hyper about money and we want the the luxury life we want to be able to be like yo i got this and i got that you got to go out there and get it especially if you're talking about reparations and you're talking about how america owes us a big check because we were prisoners in war i mean let's really be logistic you got all these banks and all these foreign powers that's able to do trades across the world sit here and have mercenaries and have missionaries Go to these different places, set up embassies, and steal all their, real, their their resources. Then these foreigners who don't have no luck in the country that they're in because their resources are being taken. is taking their ass to America. And you know what they're looking at you as? Commodity. Easy bank. Easy shares. Because they know that you're going to spend your money in their stores. You're easy. You're an easy target. You can't get pissed off at another nation because they build a stuff in your store and you shop in there about how they gave you a racist because they was being racist to you last time. But you still want to go there because it's out of convenience. How are you supposed to have a rulership mentality and all day we sit up there talking about, yeah, we the original people of this earth bow down to me, bow down to me. We the original people. We were the kings and queens. We're acting like jokers. Complete pedestrian saying the same monologue over and over and over it's like my favorite analogy to grand theft photo especially the grand theft photo the earlier games of grand theft photo like grand theft photo 3 vice city san andres you know you got all these people out here you know what i'm saying you know you like the the protagonists and all this other stuff or like the sims about how y'all repeat the same monologue over and over and over again and expecting different results i don't expect the u.s government to give us reparations and sit here and talk about, yo, you know what, we're sorry, we're sorry, we lied to y'all, we did all this oppression, redlining, the the, 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 the race riots, and all the the Tuskegee syphilis experiment and all this other stuff. I don't expect them to give us reparations. I don't expect them to be on some stuff like, oh yeah, well you want your land back, blah, blah, blah. How are we legally trying to control a narrative? And I tell you. Certain people out here, especially when you look to these black celebrities, they're not granted to do anything for you. They're collecting a big check, too. So why would you look at a celebrity to make sure that they're going to sit up there and talk about so-called black problems when they don't have to? They're just going to promote music. They're going to sit up there and build a business brand because they're probably corporate slaves, too. Everybody out here is a slave, bro. Even I am, to some certain extent. But I'm not going to look at myself like, oh, I'm a slave, so I should be depressed. Nah. Because by certain entities and certain powers that's in the government, yeah, I am a slave. Let's just be real. If I'm paying taxes, I'm an indentured servant to the United States Corporation. Let's just admit it, bro. I don't like to think of myself as that way, but facts is facts. I pay taxes. But um, again, I'm not expecting the U.S. government to do anything about reparations. I'm not expecting them to. Because as a collective, we can't even sit up there and have a rulership mentality and say, yo, we're not going to shop in your stores. How are we going to move? You may have the brothers out there that might notice that a, a so-called black woman was assaulted by, let's just say, when they go to the hair care store, that these Vietnamese and these Asians own these stores or whatever. And you have the the so-called black woman that might have got accused of stealing something when really she did it and all this other stuff. And she puts up a big fight. And then you got these these neo so-called Black Panther Party brothers that go in the store and they be like, yo, if you don't stop sitting up there harassing our sisters and blah, 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 We are going to shut this store down. Asian man the next day be like 50 percent, 50 percent on um hair bundles and all these different things. And you know what's going to happen? The so-called black women going to walk into the store and start getting those hair bundles and all those other products because he set a sale is on it. And you know how the Asian man is thinking the Asian man is thinking in a sense like y'all are so simple because y'all not really going to sit up there and do anything about it and put me out of business. All I got to do is sit up there and say is that I got to sell on something and y'all come through like flies to shit. I don't even want to curse, but let's really be honest, man. I, I, I just look back and I'd be like, as a collective, sisters don't shop in a store. Put them out of business for three days. If, if nobody's showing up at your store. You're going to start being concerned, being like, yo, I'm not getting no money from these Negroes. What could I do different? Blah, blah, blah. You know, let me put up a sale. Let me put up 50 percent on all these these products right now. But The sisters be like, we not shopping at that store. Three more days come up and you missing revenue out that store. You're going to have to close up shop or you're going to have to try to find out a way to passing out these cute cards and all these different things to entice these customers to come inside your store. No one is having that mentality right now. And, I, and I'm and i going back to the activism because I feel like these people that you put on a pedestal, especially if they're going to something like the Breakfast Club and going to all these radio stations and they keep talking about, oh, we need to go with the Pan-Africanist movement and blah, blah, blah. And family, you're not going to like me for sitting up there saying this, but this really needs to be discussed right now. This era in time. If so-called African-Americans is such an oppression and we're in these different states and you're leaning on Africa to do something. Why none of these Africans ever sit up there as a collective and say, yo, um, stop having our brothers in bondage and captivity. They need to come back home and we're going to come over with our armed forces to make sure y'all stop doing that to, to my people, my, my lost brothers and sisters. I, and I'm talking about Africa. Africa has 40, 54 countries in total. None of them is doing that. You know why? Because they don't got nothing to do with you. They're concerned about their own thing, especially when you have the so-called African implants that come over to this country. They're not concerned about sitting up there being concerned with you. They sit up there driving these cabs, collecting money and fares and having all these businesses out there and blah, blah, blah. They're not concerned with you. And that's why I sit here and I start thinking about those African teachings differently now because I'm just like, well, if y'all going to keep talking about Africa, why these dudes ain't never pull up with those ships, though? Why ain't never sit up? I said, y'all went out there and sat there and did something. ain't never come out here and talk about we need to get our people out of bondage. Y'all bugging. Y'all might hate me for it, but I I sit here and I say this very collectively because I need y'all to think for a second. I start looking at these dudes out here that preach that whole thing about Egypt and all these different things can't tell you one goddamn civilization that was ever on the Western Hemisphere. Can't tell you that. But to tell you about the, the, the Egyptology thing all day and the thinks and this, that and the third. I'm like, and if you go to Egypt, all you're going to find is Arabs. You ain't going to find nobody that looks like me and you in Egypt. So again, family, I mean, like, yo, I, I just get tight because I feel like certain people out here that does that activism nonsense. All they're doing is collecting cash. And collecting emotional value off of so-called black people and they not doing nothing for you. While you sit up there and thinking everything is good because they sit up there preaching a sermon and they going out there and they talking about, oh yeah, well, we need to do this, this, that, and the third. Some of them, some of them in the back in the days in the 80s and 90s, was mentioning nothing about Africa. They wasn't talking about that. They were talking about the so-called black people in America. They wasn't mentioning anything about what was happening over in something like Tanzania, South Africa. And uh, Egypt and, you know, Ghana and all these different places, Algeria and all that stuff. And they wasn't mentioning that. Libya, Liberia, Libya, you know, they wasn't mentioning that. Ethiopia, Eritrea, they wasn't mentioning that. So my thing is, as a concern to make y'all think, well, if it's 2020 now, why they not coming? And it's 400 years, they said, because this is a Bible prophecy that's been... Basically expedited that a lot of people believe, right? Why are they not coming over here and doing that? If it's a nation against nation, they're not coming over the Western Hemisphere to free y'all? And I'm like, these activists, they taking vacations. And that's why I sit back and I'm like, no, I get, I start to get a little irritated because it's like, when do y'all start to think? Especially with these public figures that y'all love to put on a pedestal. They're not made to do that. And especially these public figures that are artists is, And musicians, they're not made to do that. Again, as a collective, on your own, it starts to be about y'all. What are y'all trying to do? Who is it? What what is it the narrative that y'all want to push? That's what I start to be concerned about. And at this point, I feel tired. I don't even know what else to say, but I'm just trying to leave y'all with this. We can't do no complaining. And you cannot look to activists to solve the issues because it's about an emotional mongering campaign. As long as you can get people out there to start talking about, yo, I hate oppression and white supremacy is this, this, that and a third. We're going to be in the same boat all day long and not get to the shores, even if we try. Because there's no collaborative effort to put in, especially if you have the type of slave mentality you always have. It's about chasing it back, but it's not about leaving a legacy. That's where we at now as a community, though. And I, I don't I know I'm not akin to that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not I'm not cool with that. My thing is, especially if we were on so-called plantations before it, a lot of people forget again that your own people didn't slave you too. You did have betrayers out there that was not looking for the best interests of so-called black people, even had white slaves, had Probably Indian slaves, African slaves. This is true. My thing is, a hundred people and probably only ten to twenty people decided we're not dealing with this no more. And it's just like animals that's on a farm. You could have four hundred sheep. Even a black sheep could be enslaved to a to a farm. There's always gonna be a couple of sheep that's gonna think outside the box. And they're going to want to leave. To be funny, you can can even think about the cartoon that came out in 2000 named Sheep in the Big City. (laughs) All about the sheep that decided that they wanted to leave the farm and go to a big city. And you know how the saying goes, like, bah. (laughs) Bah. You know what I'm saying? They got tired. And then when you see these miracle things that happen out with these animals in the farms about times that I've heard that they've had these farms, these farm animals, these cows and these young bulls that left these farms and went to the big city. And I've heard the recent support. like This was like a couple of years ago, like maybe 2015, 2016, found a cow, and a, a young bull, a young cow, cow, calf, I don't know how to say it, running around in Queens and it had to be tranquilized. Found a deer out in Harlem at Jackie Robinson Park. Found all these different animals and these different, different animals going above a norm and going to a place they ain't never been to before. You know why? Because the mentality of them is like, I'm tired of being here. I feel like I'm only sad and depressed because I have to stay in the same place and they're trying to kill me. I don't want to do this no more. And of course, their fate wind up being that they're tranquilized and they had to be returned. But the mindset was the most beautiful thing that they could ever have to escape that 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 gate, to escape that, that that prism, that that maze. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what I want y'all to understand with this that I'm trying to tell you. So, otherwise than that, stop looking at these local people. And these people that's on TV, on social media to have the answers for you because I believe they don't have the answers. They have the answers low key, but it's all about a paycheck and about notoriety for them. And we're going to continue down the same cycle. That's all I can say.